בוקר אור רבותיי, ברוכים הבאים, וולקאם. Today we have a special edition of our שיעור, today being the 29th day of תמוז, which is the yard site of רשי הקדוש, רבי שלמה יצחקי, clearly the most influential one of the most important mefarshim of kol ha-Torah kula. It is known what he was referred to. They said that Rashi is actually Rashi Tevot, Rabban Shel Yisrael. He is considered the Rabban Shel Yisrael. It's everybody's, everybody's rabbi. And we also know that the Sefarim bring down that there are many Sigulot in the limud of Perush Rashi. Uh, I once saw that uh, when I went to visit Rabbi uh, David Abu Hasera in Nahariya, he said, make sure that you learn Perush Rashi on the Perasha. It's actually Maran brings down in Siman Resh Peheh, but we learned already the laws of Shnaim Mikra Targum. We talked about it uh, last week on Thursday. But Maran writes in Halacha Bet, Im Lamad HaPerasha Beferush Rashi Hashuv Kemot Targum. Unbelievable. That if the purpose of Shnaim Mikra Targum is to understand the text, so therefore you understand it by reading Perush Rashi, so it's like you fill the mitzvah of Targum, the Mishnah Barah says, Shehu mefaresh et ha-mikra. He explains it. Kemosh mefaresh et ha-targum v'yotr memenu. Rashi explains even more than the Targum, so you're covered. But then Maran writes, V'yireh shamayim yikrat Targum v'gam perush Rashi. So Yireh shamayim, it says, should read, should read both. Why should you read both? So the Mishnah Barah says, because each one has a, an advantage. כי תרגום יש לו מעלה שניתן בסיני. תרגום was given at סיני, so therefore it has a benefit. וגם הוא מפרש כל מילה ומילה. תרגום explains every single word, doesn't leave a word out. Whereas, ופירוש רשי יש לו מעלה שהוא מפרש את העניין על פי מדרשי חז"ל. רשי opens it up. So you got the uh, deeper explanation according to the מדרשים. I mean, the Peshuto Shil Mikra Al Piyah Midrash. And then he says, <coughs> but there are many times that Rashi doesn't explain. I think they counted 217 times where Rashi either says, Lo Yadati, then I don't know the Peshat, what is this coming to teach us? So therefore, Maran writes, amazing Maran, You should read both, if you read a Shamayim. Rav Chaim Palachi writes in his Sefer, he doesn't know what the Heter of Tamidei Hachamim that consider the Sams Yireh Shamayim, that they don't read the Perasha in Perush Rashi on a weekly basis. The question I saw brought down by the Maharshal, if you can only read Rashi or Targum, which one should you read? So the Maharshal, he brings down, um, <clears throat> in the Sefer Yamshah Shalomah and Kiddushin, Perek Bet Siman Yudalid, Dim Eno Yachol Nelmod Sheneheim, 
יקלע פירוש רש"י ולא תרגום. וואו, so he says, if it's up to רש"י או תרגום, מי דרש"י בנבחידה או הגיוס. Because there's a niyan according to the Kabbalah to be the Targum. So Rav Chidan, Berkei Yosef says, but if you mention Kadum Achmeh HaEmet, there's a pedam in Targum. And therefore, if there's no shout, Yilmod Shalehem, Yilmod Targum. Interesting, Yilmod Targum. It's not like the way we read Shalem Mikrabat Targum. We read it, and we're reading it. But Yilmod. So therefore, Rabotai, we see how important it is to try to read the Perashah on a weekly basis, the pre-megadim in his introduction to Ola Hayim talks about how the people are embarrassed. They think learning Pirush Rashi is something that uh, they should be embarrassed of, uh, especially on the Perasha. But Adrabah, anyway, when I was by Rabbi David Abu Hasera, he told me that uh, besides the fact that there's a sigula that when a person learns Rashi, it's a sigula for Yirat Shamayim. You want to give your children Yirat Shamaim and Emunah, teach them the Perasha with Pirush Rashi. There's something, uh, something in the words. So we said the words Rashi is Rashi Tevot Yirat Shamaim. And he also said that all the Berachot that a person gets is when he learns the Humash Pirush Rashi. And he said Rashi is Rashi Tevot Yushpa Shefa Rav. Yushpa Shefa Rav Bechol Olamot. That if a person wants to get Shefa Rav, a great uh, influence and a great benefit, so he should stick to the studying of Pirush Rashi. But Rabotai, specifically in these times, the Hatam Sofer said it's appropriate to learn not only Pirush Rashi on the, of course, on the Humash. Listen, Pirush Rashi and the Humash is something exceptional, as we know. Uh, Rabbeinu Tam, who was the grandson of Rashi. Uh, Rabbeinu Tam writes that he could have matched his grandfather's perush on the Talmud, but he was unable to match his grandfather's perush on the Torah itself. That means the perush that he wrote on the Torah is something, something exceptional. And we know how much reverence even the Gedolei HaRishonim had towards Rashi's commentary. If you look at the Hakdama, if you look at the Hakdama of Sefer Bereshit, the Ramban wrote a Hakdama. In the Ramban's Hakdama, he writes the following. And right in the beginning of his Hakdama to the, the Bereshit, to the Torah, Ve'asim למאור פניי נרות המנורה הטהורה. When I'm writing my פירוש in front of my eyes, I put the lights of the bright מנורה, the pure מנורה. פירושי רבנו שלמה, the פירוש of רבנו שלמה, עטרת סביב וספירת התפארה, מוכתר בנימוסו במקרא במשנה בגמרא, לא משפט הבכורה. He says, Rashi comes first. Before we read anything, it's Ramban talking. And he says, I will read his words. And with love, I will toil. And with him, I will have a, a discussion, meaning back and forth. 
So you see over here the opinion of the Ramban, the Orahaima Kadosh, in his Haktama to the Torah. He talks about how he's giving a karata talk to one of his Talmidim who advised them to print the Humash with the Pirush of Orahaim on the Humash. And he says, you know, he gave me advice to maybe make a Humash with uh, Orahaim. This is Orahaim again talking. So he says, I had an idea. His Hadushim. And that my Pirush should be next to the Adon HaMifarshim. The Oram and the light of Israel. So you see from the Ramban, you see the, the total reverence and humility that they had when it came to understanding or recognizing Purush Hashim. We all know uh, the Ibn Ezra Allah Bashalom in his quip uh, that said, Kol hachmet sarfata zerok le ashpata. He didn't like the hachmet sarfata's pirushim, not that he didn't like them, he didn't like the style. So he said, Kol hachmet sarfata zerok le ashpata. Hutz me parshandata. He referred to Rashi as parshandata, the interpreter of the religion. That's, of course, also a quip also, we know it, Parshandata, but he meant Parshandata, Parshandata, the Mefaresh of the religion. But why is it more important to learn the Perush now? If you remember early on in our Shi'urim, we talked about a very important Sigula that one should do during uh, Magifot, during pandemics, and that we said is Kavana Bikriyata Ketoret. And we brought many, many proofs of different uh, Harona Kohen, the first Magifah in Klai Yisrael, and Aharon already wrote the Ketoret, and the Pasuk says, Bata'asara Magifah, and Rabbeinu Ha'ari brings down as well that during the times of Magifah, one should do Tikuna Ketoret. Besides the Ketoret that we read before Minhan, Sharid is a special uh, Tikuna Ketoret that we do as well. The Ketoret has a sigula to get rid of, uh, get rid of plagues. So the Hatam Sofer found another sigula. It's based on a pasuk in Malachi. Let me see if I can get Malachi. Let's see if we can find Malachi. Let's see if we can find Malachi. Anybody know where Malachi is? Perek Aleph, Pasuk Yud Aleph. So the Pasuk over is talking about the Jewish people bringing the Ketoret. God says, my name is all over. That in every place, Muktar Mugash Lishmi. So that she says, what does it mean Bechol Makom? Could you bring the Ketoret Bechol Makom? You cannot bring the Ketoret Bechol Makom. It says Bechol Makom Muktar Mugash Lishmi. Wherever you are, bring the Ketoret. You cannot bring the Ketoret in Yerushalayim. So that she Kadosh comes along and says, Elu Tamidei Hakamim Ha'oskim Bahalachot Avodah Ah, those that study Hilchot Avodah. If you study the Hilchot of the Bet HaMikdash, Vechen Kol Tefilot Yisrael Shemit Panelim. The tefillot. 
It's considered like you brought the ketoret. It's beautiful. So therefore the person was saying, wherever you are, you're in America, wherever you are, doesn't matter. Muktar, it's like you brought the ketoret, mugash lishmi. Said the Hatam Sofer. He said that he has a Kabbalah, he has a Segulah, that anybody that learns Perush Rashi ala Torah, that's considered as if he brought the Ketoret, and therefore Bizman Hamagefa, one should learn Perush Rashi, it's like he brought the Ketoret. So they asked Hatam Sofer, how do you know? So he said, if you take the words Muktar, Mugash Lishmi, the last letter of Muktar is a Resh. Mugash, the last letter is a Sheen. Lishmi, the last letter is a Yud. Muktar, Mugash, Lishmi, Sofet Evot Rashi. They come and tell you that it's as if you brought a Ketoret. And therefore you have the Sigula of uh, being saved in the... So there's no better time on the Hilula, on the day of the Rav's Yurt site, in order to accept upon oneself in order to start learning the Pirush of Rashi. If you also look, incidentally, this is just a remez, that the first word of the Torah already has the Otiyot Rashi in it. In Bereshit, already you have a a remez. And I saw from the Igra Kala, that he said, Bereshit is the Shetevot, Rabbeinu Shilomo Yifaresh Bi'ur Torah. That Rabbeinu Shilomo is going to explain, Rabbeinu Shilomo Yifaresh Bi'ur Emet Torah. So therefore you got, the, uh, you got the Remes over there as well. Okay, Rabbotai, it should be pointed out that Rabbhida, oh, there's, a, there's a rabbi called Tzrora Mor, we've been quoting him you know, many times in the Shi'ulim over here. And he writes in the Hakdamah, in Surah Amor, Rabbi Abraham Sabah, in his Hakdamah, the Sifat Bereshit, he brings down the story of a certain fellow by the name of Nahman Bar Shemuel, that he went to the grave of Rashi, he's buried in, in France, in, uh, whatever, in, in, in Europe, in Troyes, and he went to the Kebir, he cried and he prayed, and then all of a sudden he heard a voice come out of the Kebir of Rashi, and that she said that he fasted 613 tovim before he wrote his perush on the Torah. I'll show you how, how holy, how much preparation was uh, before. And then he said that um, Rashi had a giluy of Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe Rabbeinu told him that whatever you wrote in your perush, that I received exactly as you wrote it and explained it from Sinai. The Shla Kadosh writes that there is no doubt that Rashi Kadosh wrote his Perush, Beruah HaKodesh. That is clear. Furthermore, I saw brought down I saw brought down From Rabbi Shalom Mibels, original Belzer Rebbe, he said that anybody that studies Rashi on the Perashah, Muftah Lo is guaranteed that La'atid Lavo 
at least when he goes up to the Shamaim, he'll sit in the Metifta of Rashi. Now put him in the Yeshiva of Rashi at least. They can sit with Rashi and learn. And a story happened subsequently. There was an accident of some Tamidim, tamidim from the Yeshiva that were going from, uh, coming from Meron or going from Meron. And a few of the children, Aleinu, young guys, Yeshiva guys, they died in the car, Aleinu, And everybody felt bad. One of the boys came in a dream to the others that don't feel bad for me. I'm in the Metifta of Rashi. And the boy said, wow, this guy used to learn Rashi every week on the Perashah. So the bells are everything. You see, it's true. The, uh, uh, what we said, that you're to, to be in, in such a place. Furthermore, I saw brought down by one of the hakamim called the Ateret Zekenim. He says, he has a Kabbalah on this, that, of course, the Tzadikim know what's going to be in the future with Klai Yisrael. So they say that Abraham Abinu Alab Shalom, after the Akedah, which is Akedah Yitzhak, so he prayed to Kadosh Baruch Hu that in the Zechut that he sacrificed, or was willing to sacrifice his son Yitzhak, that in that Zechut you should bring a great Yitzhak into the world, Rashi, and that Zechut he should be born. So they asked Atirat Zekinim, where do you see that he was answered? Because when God came to Abraham, he told him, Virash Zaracha. He said, Virash is Otiyot Virashi. That Rashi was a consequence already of the Akedah Yitzhak. I once saw from Rabbi Meir Mazuz, Kisera Hamim, the Rosh Hashiva, may live and be well. The Rosh Hashiva said the following that there's a tradition, I don't know where it's from, but they say, Rashi Kadosh is Mitzitzaav Shel Binyamin. He's from Shevet Binyamin, Mitzitzaav Shel Shaul Amelech. Fine. So he gave a beautiful remez. He said, if you remember the story of Shaul, when he was told by the prophet Shemuel to go and fight Amalek. Right? And what ended up happening? He misunderstood the prophecy. And instead of killing men, women, children, and animals, he brought back the animals. And that would be considered a, a mistake, of course, and he would lose the kingdom for it. And what did Shaul Shaul Amalek, what did he respond? He said, I was afraid from the people. So what did Shemuel tell him? What do you mean? You're, 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 you think yourself from the small ones? You're from the leaders of Kutlai Israel. So Mazuz said, how is it possible that you can misinterpret? You're the great grandfather of the greatest interpreter of the Tanakh, of the greatest interpreter of the Talmud. If somebody has the koach to understand, it's the, the great-grandfather of Rashi. So he told him, Rosh Shiftei Yisrael. That's Otiyot Rashi. Rosh Shiftei Yisrael Atta. You, you have the genes of Rashi in you. You're going to make a mistake? Impossible. It, it, it's, it's, it's not Shayach. And therefore, you see over here, how much credibility, how much greatness, of course, that we, we credit to the Firush Rashi. Rashi only lived <coughs> for 65 years. We know when he died, at least we know where he was, where he was up to in his learning. <laughs> you know, if you ask somebody where he died, say, oh, he died in uh, Chicago. He died in, uh, in Pennsylvania. Oh, he died in Brazil. 
Yes, Rashi, where did he die? He died in Masichet Makot Daf Yutet. Where did he die? You don't ask the location. What was he learning? What was he osek? If you look at the Rashi in Gemara Makot and Daf Yutet Amud Bet, over there, they're discussing over here eating Teruma Betahara. And Rashi was writing his comments on that. And all of a sudden, after he finished writing the Perush over here, where he writes his last words, Tabal ve'ala ochel b'maaser. If you tovel, you go to the mikveh, you come out of the mikveh, and you can eat maaser. If you look in the text that we have, it says in that Rashi, Rabenu gufo tahor nishmato betahara. That Rashi's neshama was tahor, and the last thing he talked about in his life was what? Tahor. And therefore, Yatsanish Matopatot, no Pinesh Yotet. That's it. The Pirush ends on Gemara Makot, Daf Yutet. So therefore, you see that not only was he, his, his Neshama, of course, was Tahor in his life, but you see, Gambe Mitato, even in his death, you see the great, uh, the great Zechut. Again, uh, this is again a, a motivation to our members that really we have to accept upon ourselves to, to start learning. The, the Pirush Rashi, not only on Gemara, everybody learns it on Gemara, that's not a, that's not a Hidush, you wouldn't be able to learn Gemara without Pirush Rashi. But we take for granted learning the Perasha. So I just want to learn with you, Rabotai, a few Rashis on this week's Perasha, just so we can break the ice together. And then, Ve'idachzil Gemor. But I remind you what the Me'idi wrote, one of the Gedolari Shonim, in his hakdama to Pirkei uh, Avot. He gives us an amazing rule when it comes to Pirush Rashi. And he says, ahat, with one word in Pirush Rashi, yichlol lif'amim terutsim shel havile kushiot. One word of Rashi unravels a bundle of questions. So you have to understand every word of Rashi is measured. When he, when he writes the word, he's coming to answer something. He's coming to, uh, uh, to, 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 to solve a, a problem. Uh, there's, an, there's an implied question. There's something over here that's a problem that Rashi had to deal with. So that one word, he fixes it. So you have to really count the words when you're reading Rashi. I think I told you the story of Rav Shimshon Masrapoli. Rav Shimshon Masrapoli wanted to write Shemim Kom Damav. He wanted to write a perush on the Torah al Sod. So he wrote a perush. They came to him in Shamaim and they said, you cannot reveal this uh, perush. It's too, it's too explicit. The world's not ready for such an explicit perush. They said, cut it down. So he cut it down. He made a little more bikitsud. They told him it's still very, 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 very revealing. Bikitsud, he cut it down a few times until the final version was word for word perush Rashi. So you see that what? <laughs> he was writing a perush al Sod. And Rashi, even in his words, it, it can be explained on many, many, many levels. But again, we have to understand it. Alpi Peshat, Rashi says many times, So let's start, Rabotai, with the first Rashi in the new Sefer that we're reading, Devarim. And let's see, let's see these Diyukim, uh, how careful Rashi is in his language. So the first pasuk in the book of Devarim, we're going to read it this week, Ele ha-Devarim 
אשר דיבר משה אל כל ישראל בעבר הירדן. These are the words that Moshe spoke to all of Israel on the other side of the Jordan, במדבר, בערבה, מולסוף, בן פרן ובן תופל, בלבן, בחסרות, בדי זהב. So let's first read אלה הדברים. So that she starts, אלה הדברים, לפי שהן דברי תוכחות. לפי, she's bothered already with something. לפי, since they are the bread tochaot. What is he bothered with? The pasuk should have said, I mean, how do you start the pasuk? By the bed. Go look at how Sefer Bamidbar started. I don't know, how did Sefer Bamidbar start? I forgot already. Sefer Bamidbar. Okay, Bamidbar. By the bed, Hashem and Moshe Bamidbar Sinai. And then by the bed, Moshe, Bene Israel. So why did the pasuk start up? By the bed, Moshe, Bene Israel. What is this over in that Devarim? So that she says, oh, you know why Israel is Devarim? Lefi shehen devre tochaha. Because they are words of rebuke. So kanereh, whenever you see Devarim, Devarim pirusho, at least according to Rashi, Devarim pirusho devre tochaha. So therefore you have to read the pasuk like this according to Rashi. Ele devre tochaha. Asher diber Moshe. Devarim is Devret Tochaha. You won't use that word otherwise. Where do we see that from? If you look at Rashi, by the way, in his commentary to Kohelet, they were bringing Rashi from Rashi. Devret Kohelet ben David, Melech Birushalayim. Okay, these are the words of Kohelet. Now, you have no idea what type of book this is going to be over here. The words of Kohelet. So some people think it's going to be a book of poetry, like Shir Hashirim. Or maybe it's a book of parables like Mishleh. What's going to be the theme of the book? Well, the author obviously is going to put the theme of the book right at the outset. So he starts off, this is not Shir Hashirim. This is not Mishleh Shilomo. This is Debreh Kohelet. What does Hashir say? Debreh. Kol makom shene'emar Debreh eno ela Debreh tochachot. That is Debreh tochachot. And how does Hashir know it? Like it says, So that she cross-references from Devre Kohelet, that means he had the whole Tanakh in front of him, he had the whole Tanakh in front of him. So that's the way that she learns. This is the book of rebuke. This is the rebukes. Continue. And he counted over here, or you want to be more linguistic, he enumerated, are you happy? He enumerated, So he listed all the places that Sheikh uh, Isan, where the Jewish people angered God, because otherwise, it's many places, so these are, are not uh, 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 one location. There are many locations that she's saying, Manakani enumerated over here all the places that the Jewish people committed sins that in turn angered God. And then he lists them. Uh, maybe we'll go through some of them. Only problem is, Rabotai, Rashi says, 
לפיכך סתם את הדברים בסקירם ברמז. ברמז. He didn't go into the, into the subject. It's ברמז. מה זה ברמז? Doesn't sound like it's ברמז. Go to פסוק כ"ב in the beginning of the פרשה. It's a review of חטא העגל, בפירוש. ותקרבון אליי כולכם ותאמרו נשלחה אנשים ו... And continue reading the פרשה, he reminds them of חטא העגל. There's no רמז over here. So what is, what, 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 what is רמז over here? There's no רמז. לכאורה, משה רבנו is actually going to speak these uh, stories explicitly. Oh. So that's why Rashi is very careful in his words. He's, I don't tell you he's not going to say it, say it, say it explicitly. But over here, his Lashon is mana. Over here, the Pasuk is counting them. That doesn't argue what it says later on. First, the Torah wants a list. One, two, three, four, five. That's why the Lashon mana is coming to answer a question. Like the Be'idi said, every word of Rashi's coming there. What's mana coming to answer? Just say, Lefichach amara katuv. No, Rashi says, Lefichach. Lefichem devre tochot. Umanaka. Which means over here, the Torah is being moneh. It's enumerating. Later on, the Torah is going to actually go into the details. So there's a difference between the beginning of the parasha where it's a mana and the later on in the parasha where it's actually a dibur shalem. It's an explicit. That's the one word. But they even want to make a diuk as follows. Why didn't Moshe Rabbeinu in the beginning of the book speak explicitly? Tell me the story. Why do you have to give it to me around the bush? Tell it to me beferush. And anyway, you're going to tell to me Bivirush. In 22 Pesukim later on, Moshe Rabbeinu is going to speak explicitly. So say it at the beginning. So if you remember, there's a Rashi in Parashat Ba'alotecha. In Perek Tet in Ba'alotecha, it talks about V'ya'asu b'nei selet ha-Pasach b'mu'ado. How the Jewish people brought Kerman Pesach. In the Midbar. They brought Kerman Pesach. So Rashi says, this parasha of Kurban Pesach, parasha sheberosh asef elonimra ad iyar. The beginning of Bamidbar is in the month of iyar. This Pesach is in Nisan, so it's out of order. So Rashi's asking the Kurban Pesach should have been written in the beginning of parasha Bamidbar. So he says, in Mugdamu Meuchal Torah. The Torah is not a storybook, it's not written chronologically. But then Rashi comes along and says, Hiddush, why didn't Sefer Bamidbar begin with Kurban Pesach? Good question. It's the month of Nisan. It should say, Nisan, they put the Kurban Pesach, Iyar, there was the Minyan, there was the census. No, the Torah starts with the census in Iyar, spends a lot of time on that, then it goes back to Kurban Pesach. Rashi gives a klal. Velama lo patach bezu? It's derogatory. 
A derogatory? What's derogatory? The Jewish people brought Karman Pesach. Anything derogatory about that? Now she says, Shekol arba'im shana sheyuseba midbar lo ekribu ela Pesach zebilbar. It's the only Pesach they brought in 40 years. So therefore that she's giving you a cloud. You don't open a book, Bignutan Shil Yisrael. And therefore, just like we didn't open up Bamidbar, because you basically what are you saying? Rabotai, in the 40th, in, in the first year that they came out of Mitzrayim, they brought Korban Pesach. And that was it. That's the last one, first and last. That would be a Gnut. So therefore, that she says, let's talk about the census, and then we'll put this somewhere in between, not to highlight it. Evantem, you don't start a book that she says, Bignutan. Oh, now I understand that, of course, Moshe Rabbeinu is going to speak explicitly, but you're not going to start the book with the explicit rebuke. Where does Nashim Miramez this all? Where does Nashim Miramez this whole pimpul? Look at Nashim's words here. Umana, what's the next word? Umana kan. Oh, let me ask word kan. What does he need that word God for? Khan means, and he enumerated over here. Khan, where am I? I'm here. Where am I? That she could have said, Umana kolamikomot. He enumerated all the places that he had. No, that she's saying, Umana Khan. Khan means, Bathalata Sefer. That's why it's a mana. You know why it's a mana? Because it's Khan. Unbelievable. Rabotai. I'll, I'll, give a, I'll give a chance for the members to get back into their seats. I see many, many of the members fall off their chairs. I'll give you a minute just to get back in your chairs again. You understand what's going on over at Abotai? Umanakan. That Khan over here is telling you why did it only do it Beremes in the beginning of the Perasha? Ah, because the beginning of the Perasha. We're not going to open up with Ginutacho Yisebe Ferush. If you look furthermore at Abotai, we'll do one more Rashi just to give you the flavor. Oh, this is another style of Rashi. It's good to say this style too. Look at one of the places, it says, Bahaserot. Bahaserot v'dizahav. Look at Rashi Dibur Matri Bahaserot. Now, all the other ones, what were they? Bamidbar, as she says, I'm just going quickly. Bamidbar, he says, was, Mi'yiten mutenu Bamidbar. They wanted to die in the Midbar. They, didn't want to, they wanted to go back to Egypt. What was uh, Arava? Arava was Baal Peor. Molsuf, that was at Kiryat Yamsuf, they rebelled. Ben Param, Ben Tofel, that she says that was the man. Okay, beauty. Now what happened in Haserot? Haserot is another sin. That she says, Ben Mahlukto Shil Korah. Okay, I didn't know, I didn't know that Korah's Mahluk was in a city called Haserot. Okay, you learn something new every day. I don't have a problem with that. So he's saying, instead of saying, Haserot. Everybody knows Haserot. That's like uh, you're saying, uh, you know, the name of the city, and everybody knows what happened, uh, you know, uh, everybody knows what happened in that city. You say Minnesota, everybody knows what happened in Minnesota. So you say Haserot. Oh, Haserot. That's, we all know what happened in Haserot. Then, Rashi comes along, Davar Acher. Amar lahem, Hayya lachem lilmod, 
ממה שעשיתי למרים בחסרות, בשביל לשון הרע, ואתם נדברתם במקום. We know in חסרות, what happened, in חסרות, that's when מרים spoke לשון הרע. Now, the Pasuk is not coming to rebuke B'nai Yisrael for Miriam's sin. That's a personal sin. That's not the B'nai Yisrael's fault. But what is God rebuking B'nai Yisrael that happened in Haserot? You didn't learn Musar in Haserot. You didn't learn Musar in Haserot. She spoke Lashon Ara. Look at the punishment she had. And then what do you go do? You go speak Lashon Ara about Eretz Yisrael, the Beragelim. Beautiful. Two explanations. Can I ask you a question? Why would there she have to be two explanations? Rabotai learned that she like a, like a person. Anytime that she brings two explanations, you have to ask what was bothering that she in the first explanation, that he had to bring a second explanation. And what's missing in the second explanation that he had to bring the first explanation? Otherwise, otherwise that's not learning that she did. So the explanation is like this. Nowhere in the Torah does it say that Korah's Mahlokit was in Hatserot. So therefore, you, you, you want to say all these other places, they were famous locations. Hatserot doesn't even mention it. So that she knows it from the Midrash, that it was in Hatserot. But it's not Bifirush in the Torah, so therefore, he said, no, it's got to be something that's explicitly in Hatserot, which is what? Miriam. Okay, very good. Only problem is, Miriam, that story that happened in Hasur does not fit the model of all the other things. All the other places are sins that B'nai Yisrael did in that place that angered God. B'nai Yisrael did not make a sin in Hasidot. Miriam spoke Lashon Ara, that was a personal sin. God's not coming to rebuke. He said, you didn't take Musar. Okay, that's not, a, that's not one of the... The sin was the, was the Meragelim. You didn't learn from the sin of... So they were, that's Kashef Rashi. Because although it's mentioning the place, but it's not similar. So therefore he wants to say the first shot was Mahluktosh al-Korah, which is much a sin that B'nai Yisrael did that angered God. So each Perush has a weakness. So they were, the, the weakness of the first shot is what? It never says anywhere Haserot Beferush. The weakness of the second shot, it says Haserot by Miriam, but that's not one of the sins that B'nai Yisrael Machis HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That was the sin of Miriam. So she has to say, uh, but we didn't learn from it. Okay, we didn't learn from it, but that wasn't, that wasn't considered one of the places where we angered God. There was no angering of God that we did in Haserot. We just didn't learn from Miriam. The, the angering didn't happen until later on. So therefore she has to quote both, because both is trying to give you the best, best shot. So therefore, he finds deficiencies in both, so they're best in both, and they complement complement each other. Again, there's just two examples of botai of the wordage and of the precision of the uh, of the pirush of Rashi. Uh, what else do we have to know about uh, pirush Rashi? At one time, uh, somebody came to review the Adis, and he asked review the Adis. You know, one of these uh, historian guys or secular guys. Uh, do you know uh, what year was Rashi born? What year was she born? I don't know when she was born. The big Russian, she went, yeah, I don't know, 1005, 1085. No, you're wrong. Do you know what year he died? No. Do you know where he's buried? No. And this guy was trying to show the Russian Shiva. Eh, what do you know? So, and finally, Rabbi Adis told the guy, 
you know when he was born, you know when he died, you know all the, uh, all the, uh, the facts. He says, I know what he said. <laughs> Which means, that's the main thing about time. Uh, to know all the, the just the, uh, the minutia about the Sadiqim, that can help you. It's more important to know, it's more important to know what he said. Nonetheless, Rabotai, uh, it is our uh, prayer that in the Zechut that we dedicated uh, today uh, to a uh, tzaddik, I would, uh, I would recommend to all our members to light a candle today. The Zechut Nishmat Shia Kadosh. And at the time that you're lighting the candle, you have to pay Shia'in Enenu through the through the Pirush of Rashi, that we can understand his, uh, his learning correctly, not only, of course, in the Torah, but in the Talmud. Rashi wrote, there's a Sidur that's Miyuhas to Rashi. There's uh, 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 Teshuvot that are Miyuhas to Rashi as well, like we learned one yesterday in the Shi'ud. There's some other Sepharim uh, as well. Hiratzon, Shizichut, Rashi Kadosh, Yagen Ba'adenu, V'ya'ir Enenu Torah, like we said, Rashi, Yushpa Shefa Rav. His Zichud, the Shefa should come down, and Muktar Mugash Lishmi. And his Zichud that we learn it, it should be like we brought the Ketoret, and as we bring the Ketoret, the Magifa should end. Uh,